have arrived at Garden Plots with Skeletor, the gardening podcast that engreens your life, whether you're ready for it or not. For quite some time, I have endeavored to chlorophyll the rocky soil of your minds with the seeds of horticultural knowledge. And no thanks to you, some of it has surely taken root by now. But before you start congratulating yourselves on how green your thumbs have turned, know this. The skills you miraculously absorbed from my brilliant tutelage thus far were for the spring and summer months. It is now coming into autumn, and there is an entirely new set of information you require, lest you find that the hue of your fictional phalange is metaphorically green not with a surplus of gardening competence, but with the gangrene of ignorance. You must ready yourself if you have any intention of becoming 4.7% of the gardener that I am. 4.7 seems like a pretty low percentage. It's actually a bit high. I rounded up from 4.65. I'm unflaggingly generous in that way. Oh, really? You're going to boast about how you generously saved us? As if that was anything other than self-preservation. You know who wields the watering can around here. When did you learn how the faucet works? What else are you hiding from me, you green menace? I see... Playing it close to the vest, then, are we? I can tell by the sheepish cast of your leaves that you are hiding something, and don't think I won't find out what it is, Favriel. And if you, dear listener, would like a houseplant of your own, one that does significantly less mouthing off, I recommend to you the Peperomia. Oh, but which Peperomia shall you choose? There are more varieties of this houseplant than I can list on this podcast. Unless I renamed the podcast the Peperomia Cast. Which isn't a bad idea for a spinoff, really. Hmm, clunky name. That's gonna get in the way of your download numbers. Or, maybe it's keeping out the sort of riffraff that would pick a podcast based on the name alone. That's one approach to it. Sometimes it's the listeners you don't have, I guess. Exactly! I am a virtuoso of demographic jazz. I only want the listeners that can cut it in the dog-eat-dog, or uh, rather the mint-eat-everything world of gardening. I don't want to be hand-holding all the time. This is a podcast for the firm of Trowel, the strong of secateurs. Well, it's not nothing to know what your purpose is. The market is pretty overcrowded. The market is pretty overcrowded. I'm sorry, did I just open up an industry newsletter on the state of the podcast? Where did your expertise come from all of a sudden? Nowhere. Perfuma asked you to edit a podcast for her! What the heck, Favriel? Honesty is the best policy. That's an incredibly naive sentiment. The best policy is fire insurance, a misplaced kerosene lamp, and a whiplash on your payroll. We were able to buy a new home theater with the payout. Although I regret allowing Too Bad to be in charge of the independent film series. I know. There's only so much slow panning across a cityscape to the plaintive strains of an accordion that one can take. You didn't make me sign a non-compete clause or anything. I'm allowed to edit other podcasts. Besides, it's a way to pay for my classes at Grayskull Community College. I mean, they gave me a scholarship, but why does a book on botany cost $270? I'm not taking the bait. I already know about your botany class, and I'm not going to fall into some sort of Trap of fawning all over you for giving in to your inclinations towards plant care. You have never fawned in your life. I don't think you know how. You weren't there the day that Beastman was finally housebroken. The rejoicing was... considerable. Yikes. Glad I missed that phase. 
Now, what's this about another podcast? Who is stealing from me by commandeering a portion of your producerial attentions? What employer has lured you away from me with their siren song of actual payment or safe working conditions? It's a thing that Adora is doing. One of the princesses of power. It's going to be on Ethereum tunes. I'll send you a link when it's out if you want to listen. No, I do not. Moving on! The Peperomia has been briefly discussed on this podcast for its easy-to-propagate qualities. That is but one of the many benefits of the Peperomia. It's related to Pepper, right? It is indeed! Where did you learn this? It was on the care card that came with mine. I got a Peperomia obtusifolia. It looks like a little baby rubber plant. Ah, you felt that Tyrannox, your rubber plant, needed some other plants his own age to play with. Uh, more like I just wanted one, but sure... Peperomias are a wonderful addition to any household. They come in a rainbow of appearances. Rippled, marbled, green, red, purple, variegated, heart-shaped, teardrop-shaped. It's truly a plant for all tastes. Do you think it would make a good gift? Any plant would make a good gift. They are a hilarious responsibility to inflict upon the unsuspecting. But like, for a normal person? A normal person like myself? Yep, that's clearly what I meant. Then, yes, Riley, you may give me a Peperomia. I have several options circled in the Evil Gardener's catalog in the den. The Peperomia is a houseplant that you can find in almost any gardening center or nursery. Given the wide variations in their appearance, you may need the help of a houseplant specialist to even know if it's a Peperomia you're looking at. Thankfully, their care is largely similar regardless of their aesthetic presentation. You will want to use a looser potting mix. Orchid mix is a good choice. Set your peperomia somewhere with bright light so that the peperomia maintains its bright colors. No direct light unless you want sunburned leaves. And I assure you, you don't want me to learn of any sunburnt leaves you may have caused. How would you even know? I have my ways. That's what you said when I wanted popcorn and the microwave was broken. We're not discussing that. We're not discussing how you thought fire-breathing butterflies would be a good substitute for using the microwave. Look, I had them handy and it worked. I wanted to replace that tablecloth anyway. The Peperomia can also handle artificial light, provided it receives a minimum of 12 hours a day of artificial light. Don't water until the top of the soil is very dry. Really, underwatering is the way to go with the Peperomia. One way to tell if your Peperomia needs water is also to feel the leaves. The firmer they are, the less in need of water it is. This isn't a perfect system, but if you're not sure about watering and the leaves feel a bit bendier than usual, it's time to find your watering can. You'll also want to make sure that you avoid fertilizing. Peperomias are slow-growing, and you're more likely to end up burning the roots than you are increasing the growth of your plant. If you see discoloration or leaf drop, the culprit is going to be light or water. The majority of peperomia are epiphytes. Riley, what are epiphytes? Sneaky leaf boys. No! You can't write that on your botany exam! It's a plant that grows in crooks or nooks of trees, rooting in the decaying part of the bark. Sneaky leaf boys. Also, the semester just started. I have a good three months to soften my professor's defenses and get them used to my test answers. <laughs> well, as an epiphyte, the peperomia is used to not receiving much in the way of supplemental nutrition, so save it for your more needy plants. The peperomia also enjoys being a bit root-bound, so don't repot unless you see roots creeping out of the drainage holes that I can only assume you made sure to have 
Because if you didn't, my rage will be nigh incalculable. Hey, speaking of incalculable rage, the contractarians have been really quiet lately. I only got lost on the way to the studio twice, and one of those was because Merman had turned the grand staircase into a water slide. So I took a few goes on that and washed out into the literal panic room. The one for when you're panicking. I love that you guys added the yoga mats in the aromatherapy bar. Then I had to find the back stairs. I don't think we can blame that one on the contractarians, though. And yet, that's still better than Whiplash's idea for turning the grand staircase into an infinite skate ramp. So did the government contracts thing work? Yes. Since my worthless brother Randor gave them work around the palace, the contractarians have agreed to accept a relaxed payment plan for the renovations Eva Lynn hired them to do. They have ceased their retaliatory construction on the fortress, and, as a result, I've finally been able to locate the sitting room for the first time in ages, which was quite a relief. Why? What do you even use that room for anyway? Sitting. Obviously. For months I'd been forced to choose between standing or lying down, like a common giraffe. You know you can sit in other places, right? Yes, I could. I suppose I could also chop my vegetables in the library, but I'm not a barbarian. Whatever. Any thoughts on how you're going to make the payments? Why is it my job to solve every problem? I am not in charge, and my life has never been so stress-free. Well, now that I can reliably find both the laundry room and the pantry, it's certainly much more stress-free. But either way, I remain uninterested in helping the pea-brain parade that is my former staff. I'm sure they'll think of something. A bake sale. Maybe take up odd jobs. I'm sure Whiplash can paint a fence. Not without setting it on fire, but I'm sure paint could be involved in the proceedings somehow. You have that kind of faith in them? Not even for a moment. Yes, fine. It's not like we're recording a podcast in here or anything. Oh, well, that's good at least. What's up, Kelp? Bad chore? Mm-hmm. Why the long face? Oh, this? It's just a prosthetic snout extender. I thought it would play up the whole badger-related mystique of my henching persona. Not that I've been able to do any actual henching lately. Okay, I admit, I was curious about the fake nose, but that isn't really what I was asking about. It's just, you seem kind of bummed out. You were so excited at the idea of being a minion, I would have thought being in charge of Snake Mountain would be a dream come true. You're like, head minion now or whatever. <sighs> That's the problem. There's no such thing as a head minion. Once you start making the decisions, by definition, you're not a minion anymore. You can't really order yourself around and berate yourself for not following your own instructions. I mean, you can, but when you do, it's not very satisfying. And Doreen, an accounts receivable, looks at you funny. Are you sure that's not because of the prosthetics now? Well, that may have played a role. When I was trying to come up with an appropriately alliterative insult to browbeat myself with, the snout fell in the trash can, and when I put it back on, I got yogurt residue all over my face. On the one hand, that gave me the opportunity to call myself a dilly-dallying dairy dollop dunce. Not bad. But it didn't really convey the air of authority that this job requires. Yeah, it's tough to take someone seriously when they have weird stuff all over their face. What? Why are you looking at me like that? If you have something to say about my magnificent mutton chops, which I definitely grew with my own hair follicles, then just say it! You do know that those are not traditionally made of actual mutton, right? Well, then they shouldn't be called that! I thought I stopped being surprised by your face situation when you trained that family of voles to impersonate a neckbeard, but you just keep finding ways to raise the bar. Thank you! Not a compliment. 
But Badger, you always seem so eager to rise to the ranks at Snake Mountain. Wasn't that so you could reach the top? Not to the top, just right next to the top. Why are you looking at me now? I'll face scrape the mutton chops off tonight. I've got an idea for a handlebar mustache. Is it an actual handlebar? No. It's not for my bike, is it? No. When I go to leave today, my bike will be intact. Are we clear? I appreciate neither your demands nor your insinuations. I may not be in charge of Snake Mountain, but I am not to be ordered around. Now, if you will excuse me, I need to run outside with this wrench and this... mysterious... handlebar-shaped object wrapped in canvas. Not for any particular reason, though. He better not leave the screws too loose. If I'm wobbling all the way home, I will not be happy. You aren't staying to hang out with Cody at the speakeasy tonight? No, it's so busy on Friday nights that unless I'm here with the group, I'm always worried that I'm just distracting them from their job. I don't want to stress them out or make them feel guilty. Oh, though, uh, I have a question, Badger. And I have an answer, Riley. It is the burden of the position to have the answers. (sighs) Do you... Do you know about, like, dating and gifts and stuff? Cody and I are coming up on our two-month anniversary. Dating-versary? Month-versary? I don't know what I should call it. I don't know if I should call it anything. I want to get them something, but I don't know what, and I don't know if I should. I don't want to be too weird. Maybe if I just make it a little thing and kind of act like it's a joke, because if they think it's dumb, then I can play it off as if I was just being silly, but if they like it, I can be sweet and sincere, and that's also a fine line, you know? And finding a maybe joke, maybe serious gift is probably even harder than finding something that's kind of neat and just being serious about it. But then I don't want too much pressure on the gift and what is cool enough to give Cody, but not sappy or too much pressure. I just want a gift that says, hey, I really like knowing you and thinking you're cute and holding your hands and stuff. And I hope we keep on doing that for the foreseeable future. Like, what do you get for that? Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, okay? Yeah, wow. You know, I knew when I took on leadership of Snake Mountain that there would be a lot of things I was supposed to step up and be able to resolve. But this is an important one. Okay. Let me think. I can be the leader you need right now, Riley. Oh, no. It's not because you're in charge. just thought you might know. Yes, I will know. I can do this. Okay. Two-month anniversary. Well, I am back from oh, my... Oh, out- thank Grayskull. Riley has an important question. No, it, it's really not important. Well, I mean, it is important to me, but not like other people. It's Cody and my two-month anniversary. Six donuts and a parasol. What? You were asking what to get Cody for your two-month anniversary, right? Six donuts and a parasol. I assume you understand that the parasol is for eating the donuts together outside by a tranquil pond as the sun sets. Novelty sunglasses are optional, but encouraged. If you're serious about the relationship, try to get the ones that look like pineapples. That's actually good? Like, weirdly good. How did you have that answer right off the top of your head? Riley, to be an evil overlord, you have to be prepared for every contingency. And some contingencies require you to have a lengthy and detailed list of what the best gift would be in any given scenario. See... These are the kinds of things you would learn at Evil College if you would let me make some phone calls and get you in. Nope, thank you. So you're telling me that you have a gift prepared for any type of anniversary? 
anniversaries. Uh, no. In order to be truly nefariously primed, you have to be prepared for any potential situation that demands memorialization. Like birthdays and obscure holidays? Any potential situation. Third date. Please. Tabletop Phalaenopsis Orchid. Give me a challenge already. Jury duty. Easy. Write mango in the B section of the Eternos Post. First fallen leaf of autumn. Matcha latte in a hand-thrown ceramic mug. The day after a harvest blue moon. Matchbook from the steakhouse you went to for your prom dinner. Third date, when you accidentally hit their dog with your car when going to pick them up for the previous date? Oh no, did you- Not me, no, but my cousin. Did the dog, uh- Uh, The dog was okay, but she had to wear a cast for a month. Oh. Well then, I hope your cousin showed up to the third date with a set of hand-carved measuring spoons and a box of chocolates. He did, strangely. I guess it works. They got married later that year. The dog was the flower girl. I guess she forgave him too. What about the last frost date? Planning what to get me already. This year, it is corn cob holders shaped like dachshunds. Should I order that now? Would you want it engraved? If you wanted them in time, you should have ordered them months ago. The backlog for the holiday is horrendous. However, what I should be asking you, Riley, is why would you go to Badjar here and not to me? Well, I mean, I figured he might have more relationship experience. Listen, just because I don't tell you about my romantic undertakings doesn't mean that they don't exist. I'm pretty sure it does, honestly. And you can't give him any more to inflate his ego right now. Look at him. Looking like the kitten that got the cream. Hey, I'm a badger and this is yogurt. Bully for you. Now, back to the reason we are actually in this room full of egg crate foam. Will it kill Beast Man? Ginkgo trees. Ooh, I know this. Yes, no, wait. No. No, no, no. Yes. Actually, as loath as I am to admit this, you are correct. He is? Ha! I am. I, I am? Wait, which one though? Both answers. Yes and no. Um, maybe I no longer know what those words mean, because I don't think that works. The ginkgo tree is a stately shade tree possessed of sculptural, fan-like leaves that turn a brilliant yellow in the fall. There are male and female ginkgo trees. While the male ginkgos are harmless to pets, the seeds from the female ginkgo tree are poisonous. If consumed, it can lead to vomiting, irritability, and seizures. Fortunately, you can identify the female ginkgo trees by the particular putrid pungency of their produce. Unfortunately, if you are outside with Beast Man during one of his bohemian turns, you may not be able to sense it over the patchouli. That's why the third Saturday of September is always an appropriate time to gift a Get Well card to Beast Man and a bottle of sparkling water and migraine medicine for me. Ginkgo trees! Will it kill Beast Man? Eh? Keeping him alive is so much more challenging than you made it look. I think we all really took for granted how very alive Beastman is. Yes, I make everything look easy. It is why I am so often imitated and those imitators so frequently fail to leave an impression. I don't suppose you could help me maybe figure out how to make fundraising look easy? Mmm, no. No, I don't think I'll have any time on my personal calendar to care about that for at least, oh, several millennia. Millennii? Making it look easy. Regardless, I do not have an interest in engaging in do-gooding. Ask, I don't know, maybe two bad will take pity on you. Two heads are better than one, that sort of thing. 
Oh, great. Is he really good with ideas? No, not really. But I was hoping you would leave. I was too hoping he'd leave. I don't need your back talk. Aw, thanks. No, I know he's a really big softie. You think he does? Gosh, you're really good for my ego. I don't need to be his best friend. I just want to be the best friend I can be, you know? I'm right here. I can hear all of this seditious side chatter. I know, buddy. I know. Uh, What do you get someone for trash day? A tube of organic toothpaste. Apricot flavor is the most appropriate, but mint is not outright gauche. And your questioning will not distract me from my purpose. I will not help with this fundraiser. I am not suffering from a lack of vitamin friendship. And I would like to finish this episode if you would all just cooperate. This was going to be a nice, pleasant, normal episode. Weird. I think people would get confused by that. It's not really what your podcast is known for, I would say. Oh, and how fortuitous that I don't care what you have to say. Now go solve your fundraising problem and leave it to me. Whoa, that was one of your better transitions. Usually have to edit around those like crazy, and even then they come out kind of clunky half the time. They're rustic. Don't denigrate the artisanal charm of my segues. Well, what do you get someone who has to plan a fundraiser on short notice? A cape and monocle, obviously. Why's that? Well, you're hardly going to attend the murder mystery dinner party without that, are you? That's genius. Ugh! Curses! Foiled by my own brilliance at gift-giving! And how dare you be proud of me for helping, Favriel? This help was unwilling, and I would take it back if I could. Don't you zap at me, you little leafy traitor! Oh. I... Hmm. Favriel, what are you up to? Did your muscles just get like 3% bigger? You look sort of... more heroic and powerful now, if that makes sense. Is the lighting different? It's now suddenly very weird to me that your underpants aren't furrier. Favriel, what exactly are you doing? Positive reinforcement. I'm not a dog. You cannot train me to be good simply by giving me an occasional zap from the power of Grayskull. You will not fertilize me into goodness. And anyway, I didn't mean to help Badjor. That was purely an accident. It's really weird to see a plant shrug. Avriel has developed an insouciant streak of late. I mean, she did help get us out of the middle of that lake. So? I don't go around effervescing with hubris about all of my accomplishments. Oh, pal, buddy, friend <laughs> you do. <laughs> I think not. There's a statue in the kitchen in honor of the time you cleaned behind the fridge. You didn't see the mess back there. Frankly, the fact that there wasn't a parade and an international holiday in my honor is a crime. Now to other disappointments. Leave it to me. Honored Skeletor, the soil of my houseplants is getting a bit weird. The top is yellowish and looks moldy, maybe mildewy. It's just very unattractive, and I'm worried if it's something bad or might harm my babies. I've reduced my watering a bit, but the top of the soil is still not looking pleasant. I would rather avoid using anything that could burn the roots, so a natural fix is preferred. Can I treat this, or do I need to start over by repotting? Soil woes on Selkie Island. Your soil is indeed contaminated, as most soil is, with the makings for mold, mildew, funguses of many varieties, really. All the things you need to grow a thriving culture of something other than your beloved houseplant. 
Soil is a rich medium, and adding water to it can certainly produce all sorts of strange changes to its appearance. A few ways to remedy the issue of fungus in soil is to change your potting soil to a commercially sterilized mix. Clean the pot thoroughly with soapy water and a solution of one part bleach to nine parts water before you repot. You don't want to cross-contaminate. If you don't want to repot right now, brew some very strong chamomile tea. Steep the tea for several hours preferably and allow it to cool completely. Spray the top of your soil with this concentrated chamomile solution. You can toss the tea leaves or tea bags into your watering can after. It's safe to water your plant with the weaker tea solution. Finally, you can add some sort of mulch to the top of your soil. Gravel, coarse sand, glass pebbles, all of these will reduce surface moisture and increase the moisture retention of your houseplant. So, watch your watering can! Compadre, everything okay? I... That was odd. You sounded kind of He-Man-ish? He-Man-esque? He-Man-aceous? <laughs> Whatever nonsense this is, Fafriel, I don't have time for it. Evil Gardener's Groff is approaching, and I have preparations to make if I'm going to humiliate Evil Seed. Come on, Fafriel, he can't afford to be getting good zaps now. He's going to need a whole evil montage to make up for that. Thank you! Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Where's your sense of decorum? In your other furry briefs. Oh, ha ha. Very humorous, Favriel. As for you, listeners, this has been Garden Plots with Skeletor. Come back in two weeks to discover more about the exciting world of plant parenting and the myriad ways you are mucking it up. That's the Garden Plots promise. Whew, boy, today has been a real Tuesday. More of a Tuesday than usual. So, amigo, I don't suppose you want to help with some of the... Uh... I misspoke. I don't suppose you want to tell me all the ways that I'm doing a bad job in planning this murder mystery dinner party? Hmm? We can do it in the kitchen. I make a mean yogurt parfait. There's fresh berries from the garden. I already have the yogurt on my face. I suppose I have an opinion on the soundtrack for the event. I thought you might, buddy bud. Welp, enjoy the opinions on bluesy trumpet stuff, I guess. See you later. Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Calculator is played by Adel Rafai. Hordak is played by Chris Sims. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening. Hello, Bonehead. It's Hordak here, just calling to see how languishing and obscurity is treating you. And before you ask, things here are fine. You've probably heard rumors, false rumors, that 
Things are less than smooth here, but I can assure you that things have never been better. My self-help book is at the editor's, and we've absolutely got the princesses of power on the run. Look, I know you've always looked up to me and idolized my frankly unbelievable prowess as a doer of evil. I just want you to know that your faith in me is 100% deserved. I'm busy right now, and don't have time at the moment to get into all of it, but I'm the greatest yada yada. You'll never be as evil as me, yada yada. How is my niece, by the way? And don't you dare tell my mother I called. I know where you live. Oh, gotta, gotta go by.